0: This episode of The Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com.
1: At one point in time, if you listened to the show, you knew uh, about our little secret site to get awesome discs. Uh, It's not a secret anymore. It is a site where you can learn everything about the discs you're purchasing before you actually have them in your hands. Get disc weight, dominess, flatness, all kinds of ratings
0: learn it before you get it in there and get your favorite disc at only the best discs (OTBDiscs.com). use promo code dgpodcast to get free shipping on your next order What's up disc golfers? Welcome to episode 201 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin and across from me virtually is my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe.
1: Hey, we're doing a podcast on a Saturday morning instead of playing disc golf,
0: which is uh not normal for us, but no. we'll see. It could uh it, it's it's hard to to get the normal level of excitement on Saturday morning at uh 10:30 a.m. um if you know what i mean. Oh,
1: normally, the amount of drinks that you have in your system before you start recording? It's, it is
0: yeah, it's um it, which is normally more than 0. Right. And and is a little bit difficult, but i think we'll be able to work normally
1: it out. Normally more than 0, usually less than 5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anywhere in there like who exactly. knows. It's a it's a crap dependent on uh, the week.
0: But there's disc golf going on right now. We've got the the challenge at Goat Hill is happening literally as we speak. Um, I was a little disappointed because it it does appear to be a, a DGPT like sponsored event, but there's no live coverage. Um, so I was like, I saw the little logo on it for a second. I'm like, was there live coverage that that I didn't know was going to happen? I nope. should check that out. But unfortunately, there's not. But it's not. like, a, it's, that like a, been fun it's like a see.
1: silver tier. Like I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: It's just sponsored, but I guess yeah, there's no, that's fine. no video crew and, there. And
1: CCDG's doing uh, coverage, which is great, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, this is very different for us. Um, I'm not going to go into it. If you're a patron, you'll you'll hear about it in the pre-show. Uh, but I had a, a procedure done, so I'm laid up in bed a little bit. Uh,
0: and that also resulted in us delaying the episode because the said procedure was yesterday, um, which... We would normally record on Thursday nights, but since Joe had to had to go under the knife on Friday, felt it would be a bad idea to stay up late. Drink and, alcohol. Uh, review review beers before yeah. before going to the doctor. They generally frown on that. I'm not a doctor personally, but I think I can safely say. But you
1: played that, one in the bedroom a few nights ago.
0: Oh oh, easy easy. i thought we had a conversation about not outing personal details on the main show joe oh
1: that's well i was just joking now we just found we just found some personal details
0: just laying traps for me again making me walk right into them sorry i appreciate apologies
1: uh but yeah so like the sun is out um i'm hearing like birds chirping Uh, it's actually a lovely day in sonoma it was really like overcast and whatnot but it's 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 nice it's probably perfect for disc golf which kind of stinks but uh is what it is yeah
0: it, this is this is definitely ideal disc golf it was like a little bit cool this morning and cloudy and then sun's out so yeah we are this is prime disc golf time that you have taken him from from me with your selfishness having to have a medical procedure. I wonder
1: if I can and, I think
0: they st- and you've stolen my disc I think golf they say
1: me. like fifteen days, but they say I can like return to exercise at like five days. So like maybe I could play next weekend. We'll see. Yeah,
0: you really probably should probably shouldn't. shouldn't like, that's but not, you know, we'll see. That.
1: We'll see what it is. Uh
0: I'll just play all by myself and tell you about it. And then we'll go from there.
1: That does not sound fun to me. <laughs> uh but it makes me happy that you're happy.
0: But there will be a, you know i was just whining about live coverage uh this week but next week there will be live coverage for you to sit down and watch at this most time most likely
1: we think so, so. we're so. pretty sure yes
0: we th- we're pretty sure
1: <laughs> and we'll get into that too
0: i i mean it is the the first the, the first official disc golf pro tour event so uh since since the whole uh, covid
1: i know uh, like
0: covid-19 shutdown happened world is
1: slowly coming coming back together kind of here and there uh just got to continue to be to be smart about everything so we can keep it going this direction
0: exactly i hope to see uh people out there being safe in the crowds too i would hate to have uh you know some an outbreak happen at an event and cause things to 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 shut down again so hopefully people are being safe and uh and And being careful oh yeah totally yeah well uh, we also want to thank all of our our wonderful fans for for being supportive of us in the in the last week or so we've had a lot of outreach from people and really nice messages and we appreciate and love all of you and uh thank you for listening to this show we uh we have a blast doing it and uh we we really appreciate everyone yeah
1: for sure and i think we even like gained some new listeners too which is awesome so Possibly. You're you're like joining at the best possible time. You got a backlog of a hundred and like 65 episodes and then like another 35 that maybe you can listen to if you feel like it. (laughs) Uh, The first ones are real bad, folks. Just so you know, if you decide to dive back in uh, to the deep catalog, our mics weren't good. Uh, There was interlude music and stuff and we're past that. Just so you know. Thanks yeah. for being here.
0: If you could imagine if you could imagine this podcast getting worse than it presently is, it is possible and it happened early on when oh, yeah. we uh, didn't didn't know what podcasting was. So, but anyways, we have a great show for you guys tonight. We are going to uh, recap The Majestic, which we talked about partially last week, and uh, we are then going to talk a little bit about Goat Hill, which is in progress. We won't spoil any of the the current uh current tournament uh progress because it's uh not even over yet. We wouldn't be able to if we wanted to. So, And then we will preview the dynamic discs open. We will give our picks. We haven't done picks in a while. Uh, so it's that will be fun to get on there. And since we didn't record in time to do picks for Goat Hill, um, that didn't happen. So, And then we're going to do our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have a listener submitted and for the first time ever – we're going to do two discs at the same time. Uh we are going to do the Innova Foxbat and the Innova Wombat 3. And these were both sent to us along with a beer from Jason B. Uh thank you so much Jason, Super we appreciate really appreciate it. this. Um he sent us Bat Squatch IPA, Hazy India Pale Ale by Rogue Brewing Company, uh, which is a what's six, percentage? Seven. It is 6 uh india pale ale so we'll do that but the reason for us doing them at the same time is that these discs are incredibly similar and they were sent to us by one person um there's really only one difference between the two of them with a beer that says bat in it so it all
1: it all works out yeah
0: so and and rather than split up uh two different episodes to review the two discs or ignoring one of them entirely and reviewing the one we like better. Uh, we figured we'd just talk about them both at the same time. And and I think it'll be helpful for someone that, that is looking for that style of disc and whether they figure out which one they would prefer uh, based on our review. So we'll do that. Uh, it could be weird. I'm sorry if it is, but we'll, well it should be I think okay. It'll be fine. I
1: think. They are similar enough that uh, it will, I don't think it'll be a problem at all.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not. All right, you ready to uh get into the Majestic?
1: Uh do you mean Kevin Jones's amazing beautiful mustache?
0: It is it, it Kevin Jones is a nice-looking man with with a great did mustache. Did you know the Majestic is, is, is
1: actually named after his mustache?
0: <laughs> I did not know oh, no, it's know the that. other
1: way around. That's a, if I were him, uh, yeah, I would start I calling so. it the Majestic. <laughs>
0: It's solid. I mean, it's a uh, it's a little bit Officer Jonesy, but it's uh it's pretty good. I like it. Joe has wanted me to have a mustache for a very long time, and so this is really him just wanting to talk about that.
1: It's but. perfect. It's like I I feel like you should have had a mustache a while ago. I feel like mustaches okay. work now. I think there's a long time that they're just creepy. As long as you have like a nice bushy uh manstache, you're fine. Like don't go pencil thin or anything. And you'll be <laughs> Can you you'll imagine? Be okay. Uh, but I think you for sure should be rocking that. I could also see thinking about imagining the pencil thin. I could see California Bad Boy with a pencil thin and a soul patch being his facial yep. hair 110%. But I could see that. He is too. also yeah. uh, very yeah. similar to me. Actually, he may grow facial hair faster than me. Uh, it, it'll be a full mustache by the end of the day. That pencil thin will stubble uh-huh. out but uh
0: for for those wondering who joe is talking about right now california bad boy is a longtime friend of ours who joined us on an episode a while back and uh is an avid listener so we, yeah
1: he joined us on episode and he did an episode just with you at one point um they were both <laughs> not the most amazing but fun
0: as if uh doing a podcast with with you wasn't hurting cats as it is already, uh, it was definitely
1: slightly harder. Well, at least at this slightly more at difficult. least at this point, if, if we ever do it again, um, we have enough mics for everyone, which was not the case at that point in time. Yeah. So that you know, <laughs> will be slightly helpful.
0: If you could imagine three adults, and I'm putting adults in, in quotations here, uh, basically fighting over a microphone the entire time while trying to record a podcast, that's pretty much what was happening. No, you had your own microphone.
1: Um, it was just he and I, which are the worst two to be fighting over a microphone.
0: No, actually, that was the best because only one of you could talk at a time, and that's, that's really important in, in a podcast. I think at some
1: point I was just like, I'm just going to hold this Spence, just like stop. <laughs> pretty sure I like, slapped his hands away a couple times.
0: <laughs> all right let's get back to the oh yeah that's you, what we're talking you've about had enough you've had enough mustache talk for the day and your your uh Kevin Jones crush which also I think at this point you know for a while there was it was uh KJ USA because there, we had KJ naibo and 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 Kevin Jones I think it's fine to just call him KJ now I think he is KJ
1: I mean is that yes but I feel like you made a very good point and I would like to shift it purely to officer Jones.
0: that that works too i
1: think that is uh a way better nickname for the current times Uh, and by current times i mean the mustache i don't mean anything going on in the world let me be very clear. yeah uh very very clear Uh, that mustache i'm sure he rocks aviators on the side like officer jones is is perfect
0: i i think it would be good i like him I like it. But I think also we can just be you can just be KJ now. We know since we don't see a lot of KJ Naibo in, in tournament uh, action anymore, I think it's fine for Kevin Jones to assume the uh the K J throne. I think that's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, and that's fine. And when and when Naibo comes out, you just gotta throw the Naibo on his name and we're fine. Which is which is what we exactly. did most of the time. Say, I don't anyway, think I ever referred to, be to him honest. as just KJ. I think it's always yeah. like K J Naibo.
0: Yeah. I th- I think that I think that's exactly what we did most of the time. So I don't know where it came from, but but in any case, uh for uh Kevin Jones a, a wonderful tournament start to finish. Uh, it's only two rounds for the Majestic, but this is a 27 hole um course. So and and an absolutely grueling course too. We talked about it a bit last week as to how difficult that course is. They you know, they make a 165 foot hole look you know, crazy hard. And then uh, they have OB everywhere. They have lots of birdie opportunities, but lots of ways to get yourself in all kinds of trouble. Uh, you got to throw tight lines and stay on the fairways and stay out of the rough. Otherwise, you're going to take big numbers. Yeah. And ace and, runs, uh, like you said, blo-
1: ace runs can yep. result in OB strokes real quick. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. mean out there. There's a hanging basket. There's just some funky stuff out there.
0: Yeah, and but it's beautiful. I mean, Blue Ribbon Pines is is an awesome course, and it's there's all kinds of signature holes. You know, most notably that tunnel with the uh, the trees lining either side that looks like it's only fifteen feet wide or something like that, and you got to throw it, you know, three hundred and seventy-five feet or four hundred feet actually, right? It's like four hundred and fifty. Well,
1: there's multiple. There's like a four fifty. There is yeah. like a three seventy-five, just straight down the middle. Like, there's a few different uh, really long straight shots. Um, I mm-hmm. think the coolest thing, too, and we probably brought it up, um, but because of the people playing, you get to see how a lot of different people attack lines like that. Um, like, you've got KJ uh, and and a handful of others that kind of have the nice, strong forehand and backhand but then you have Conrad and Cale, who are very dominant backhand players, and it's cool to see them navigate some of the, like, I guess, quote-unquote, forehand lines with just beautiful, beautiful turnovers.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, in any case, the, the coverage was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And uh, like we talked about last week, having having Kevin Jones on the mic with Luke Humphries uh, was awesome awesome they had great chemistry together uh, and I, I hope we see more of luke uh in other positions because i think like we said last time hearing him paired with another person might be might be really good right, too so right. that could be fun so uh, in any case uh, kevin jones takes the win at 24 down uh it, it ended up being that this challenge came off the chase card uh, with Nico lacastro having having a nice round to to close it out and uh coming off the chase card he was really on his his card alone there wasn't a lot of competition he really ran away from the from the lead card guys uh, pretty early on in that final round I mean, the chase card guys. Uh, yeah yeah so um and then Cale LaVisca. and Kale honestly had a good tournament but uh, he he just i feel like he had some really bad luck I was say for on, sure on a bunch of holes and where he just ended up like, you know, five feet difference in, in terms of where it landed on the fairway. And he's in a perfect position, but instead he's in a bush and, and, and can't get out of it or slides but OB overall. Yeah. Overall he, he was, you know, doing what he always does there and just hitting really clean lines. And, uh, just had some, some tough breaks that, that seemed to go through the whole, both rounds one and two. So it was, uh, Fairly constant. I mean, he started off round one looking like a world beater. You know, he was he was uh, getting it all. And then it just kind of things didn't didn't roll his way, really. So that was that was fun to watch Kale do that. We'll get to see it again, because coming up uh, after the dynamic dis open, we have uh, I forget the name of the tournament, but it'll be at his new course. Oh, so that's great. Uh, that That'll be fun to see. Him playing on his own course uh, in a disc golf pro tour. Game. Yeah, and so. then
1: Conrad, I think same thing. Had some some tough luck for sure. He had s- some streaks where he was on fire, um, and I think his was luck. But I also feel like there was a not a decent amount, but there definitely was some rust with Conrad. Like definitely the disc coming out early a few times on like some putter turnovers that just came out too left right away into trees and whatnot. So. Um, I I would not be surprised at all to see him jump right back on and and start doing work again. Now that he's gotten that, you know, it's not his first tournament. And he had some early early in the season, but his first like big tournament of the new condensed uh, disc golf year. It's
0: funny that it almost feels like a new year. Like like the, it's been enough time off that it feels like we're either completely restarting or. Or that it's just a new season. Like it, it, it just seems so long ago. It's crazy it's how this pretty year much has a been.
1: new season in just my book, like I'm sure there's points, I guess. Oh was there an NT or a DG? yeah, there was DGP Yeah. Uh yeah. But still Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I, we'll I, I think so. it's in my mind it's a new it's a new season for most uh intents and purposes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think so. But and then there was also uh coverage on Smashbox that was uh that was pretty good of uh chase cards and got to see uh, Nico doing some. Smashbox or disc and... golf
1: guy? Disc yeah, golf yeah, yeah, guy, sorry. Apologies. Yeah. Um yeah. and then also I don't know if there's coverage there may be, so apologies. Uh there was a small uh FPO group. Uh and, and there was, Katrina yeah. Allen took that down uh to the surprise of no one. Uh excited to see the ladies get back out there but you know close to home for her and she's a killer and with the rest on the card made all the sense of the world uh big ups to holly finley only two strokes out uh had a great final round to to creep in to almost get it uh but overall s- small group it looks like um it was good rounds by all the women
0: yeah, I mean a ten shot difference in in uh, in rounds for Holly Finley. You know she shot plus ten, had a rough day on uh, in round one, and then uh, got to to plus one on that second day, second round to to bring you back. Yeah. So, whenever you can throw nine strokes better than your previous round, that's that's a good adjustment.
1: So, I know. I did. I and, did ten
0: and throw some birdies in there. <laughs>
1: I did ten between my last two <laughs> <few> Sundays.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, good 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 on holly finley for that
1: so um all
0: right so i think that's all we got for the majestic any other any other thoughts you want to add in there we did talk about it a bit last. yeah week. no
1: i think that's that's right. good
0: and then uh the challenge at goat hill which is in progress at the moment you have watched uh, some of the ccd coverage i have not so uh why don't you why don't you take it from here and and uh Tell us uh, your your takeaways from the CCDG coverage so far from from uh, the challenge. Yeah, well, here. so
1: far coverage is great. Um, I really love CCDG. I love the uh, the speed. So they still have the the radar gun. So you're seeing the speed out of hand. You're seeing the distance of the drives, which is really cool. Um, and then they're also throwing up all the whole statistics throughout the the rounds. Um but like seeing the distance and the speed is really cool, especially for a course like this. It's on a ball golf course, but there's lots of elevation. There's a lot of uphill throws. And you can see people absolutely crush. And like there was a throw from um uh oh, how am I forgetting his name? Uh first name uh Thomas Gilbert, who yeah. uh absolutely crushed a drive probably like 40 feet past everyone uh 72 miles per hour of his hand and it went 375 because of the crazy uphill that i think being able to see the speed and the distance helps you equate the uphill a little bit better because it never shows up on camera the same way it is in person um like i know i've seen pictures of the courses we play or like day law we've watched day law and it's been like Oh man, that looks so tame in comparison to when you're actually on the tee box, looking up at that insanely like uphill throw. Um, it's neat to see engage yeah. that with the extra little graphics that they're throwing out.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's so hard to see elevation in in video. It really, I mean, something that is majorly uphill can look totally flat, uh, and you just have no idea. And even even the holes that have fairly subtle elevation changes, but it still affects you. Is it's just completely yeah. just doesn't show up at all. Or thinking about like not...
1: toboggan in Michigan. Like that looks uphill, but I'm sure it's like nuts yeah. in person uh yeah. seeing that. So anyways, that's good. So coverage is great. It's uh it's Ian on the mic with Philo. Um and I and we've talked about Philo before. Like he's he's good. He has his pluses and minuses, but the big thing, I think the same thing you were talking about, KJ and Luke, is you gotta have some contrast in the the commentators. Uh and Ian does a great job kind of being that other piece to like feed and work with Philo. Like it's really good commentary. I really enjoyed it. Um you could tell Philo is super comfortable and had no problem being like, and I messed up here but this worked out and like right here, which is kind of cool. Cause you see like Philo like talking to himself and like doing like the extra, like fake putt afterwards. Uh, and he kind of opened up a little bit and was like right here. I'm telling myself like you should have thrown it to right here. Cause this is a way better spot to be. Why didn't you do that? So it's kind of fun just getting that little bit of insight. Uh, yeah. and then the only, and it's only semi spoiler. It's not really spoiler. It's been out for a minute. Um, And I haven't watched all the coverage. I haven't even looked at scores today. But, man, AJ Risley had, like, the worst luck ever in the front nine. He found, like, every green you can find on a ball golf course, which is OB. Like, I think he went OB at least four times, if not five times, in just nine holes. Ugh. Ugh. Yes. Ball golf courses, man. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty brutal. But, I mean... It's not your typical golf course either though like I said there's tons of uphill there's tons of elevation um, and they like set it That's off good. to the side and stuff so yeah I think there's probably in the front nine there's probably four or five par fours that are big distances but it's uphill and weird greens and it kind of it definitely does still make it um more accessible to get low scores out of the median distance, guys, like it's not a, a world where you, if you can throw 600 feet, you're automatically going to win because there's still a lot of touch that goes into it um, and elevation change and wind and whatnot. So it's it's a kind of unique ball golf course, in in my opinion.
0: Got it. OK, cool. The other thing I want to add is is just for Ian. I mean, Ian can do commentary with any. Oh, yeah. And make 100 percent. He's just so. So smooth, and he's so good at at transitioning and and leading people through the conversation, and and really letting the person he's paired with, typically a pro, uh, that can give more insight on the technical aspects of what's going on in in the particular round, uh, allowing them to give their insight and their expertise while he guides the ship through the the round it's it's fantastic so it's really nice to see Ian spreading out and and having all these different people along with him and it really just shows how good he is at at running the round and being that that play-by-play guy to keep it on on pace and letting the skills of who he's with shine through
1: right and so. he doesn't i always
0: appreciate he doesn't that pull
1: punches like if you are on the mic with him and you throw a bad shot like he's gonna giggle about yeah. it and be like oh that's <laughs> not what you wanted to do or like you know oh that's gonna be a really rough spot you know he's 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 yeah. ultimately a positive dude and, and we talk about this um here and there we talked about a lot back when we were first rolling like you want those positive people to be like "Ah, oh, you'll get the par out of that like oh you still that's yeah that's still an easy par um but you know also being realistic of like all right you can get that bogey <laughs> like you, you'll be able to get <laughs> up and down for four here like you got this so it's i don't know it's just it's good dynamic and um like quality video and graphics and all that good stuff i love central coast disc golf i'm happy uh to see them pumping out stuff again
0: and i feel like philo is just going to be you know, in the top 10 type thing in most, in half the tournaments he plays in for ever. He's just always there competing. He's so technically solid, you know, what he can do with a rock and, and he normally putts very well. He just, it's like forever. He's not often competing for the, the outright win, but he's always there. He's always close. And, uh, and you know, top 10, top five.
1: Oh, totally competing. No, so great.
0: it's, uh, he's, he, we rarely talk about him because he's not in the same tier of, of the Paul Macbeths and the Eagle and uh, and all those those really truly elite players that have can dupe things that nobody else can do. But he's so solid and rarely makes big mistakes that he's just always there competing. And I, I just don't see that stopping anytime soon. There's no reason to. the game is, is Yeah you know his game is is so solid you know with accuracy and all that sort of stuff he just i don't see it falling off well he's
1: he does a ton for the sport too like i know he does a ton of private lessons he does a lot of uh outreach i know he goes to like third world countries and stuff too and brings baskets and sets up courses and whatnot like he's he's doing a lot for the game he's a great ambassador and and player
0: yeah definitely so we're looking forward to uh, to getting on that that coverage. I'll we'll probably get to that tonight, actually, and then we should have uh, another round of CCDG videos uh, of that tomorrow. I would. Assume, oh yeah, no, yeah, they're putting
1: it out um, in in quick so, fashion. Should be
0: next day vids, as uh, as Ian would put yep. it. So that'll be good. All right, uh, let's move on to the dynamic disc open. So this is the first. Uh, DgPT event coming back more or less and there should be live coverage of it so that will be fantastic we'll get to finally get some of the benefits of that disc golf network subscription that we paid for in full like three months ago and uh, we'll we'll finally get to watch some of that live coverage yeah and uh, and see how they've maybe they've made some improvements to it in that time it was pretty darn good before so I I, I don't know how much better they could get we really liked actually that second round where there was less spectators. They were able to, I think, deliver a better product too. because they yeah. had less, less interference from spectators. So, but I assume that there's going to be pretty decent sized crowds at, yeah. at the, at Emporia, just because there's so many disc golfers out there and it, the, you know, the courses are conducive to it. So, oh, you know what?
1: I do want to take a step I, back and, and do one shout out for goat Hill that I missed. Um, from everything I saw, social distancing was really good. They also had uh, disinfectant spray under every basket, and they took turns okay. spraying down the basket um, as they as they hold out. So good on them for taking safety okay. seriously and uh, making sure it's safe for everybody on the course.
0: Yeah, I saw in the in the majestic. I was kind of shocked actually to see how many people and how close everyone was in the background. I didn't expect to see that. And like no one wearing a mask, but AJ wore uh, a mask
1: for most of the round too.
0: Yeah. So that was a little odd, but I will see whatever happens at, at, uh, at the dynamic disc open. So it's sad that the glass blown open had to be canceled, but it's great that they're able to add this event in and, you know, still uh, bring, tournament golf to Emporia you know such a a nice disc golf hub in that in that town oh definitely it it won't be the same obviously the the basically you know week-long party that is glass blown open where the the city basically just becomes a disc golf mecca Uh, and and it's sad that we don't get to have that this year but at least they're still getting the tournament action and we'll get to see the pros on the course and and they just won't have a lot of that that Extra event that happens around the whole thing, so. right? Right. I'm sure there's still a bunch of people coming in to check. It oh, out. I'm sure. Should I'm be, sure. And I'm wondering.
1: Um, I'm actually trying to look it up right now because it's not on. Uh, it's not on UDisc Live, but have they said what courses they're going to use? Because if 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 you're unaware, uh, there are a ton of courses in Emporia. Uh, so they have their Country Club, which became kind of the main. Piece, but they're Peter Pan and Waterworks, they've got a lot of courses. So I'm wondering if they're going to mix it up more because usually for Glass Blown 2, a huge piece is the amateur tournament goes on at the same time and spectator round. So there's a lot of things going on and some courses they're not able to get to. So I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll see. I, I don't know offhand. Um, I'm sure we'll get more information. Probably this week, so probably by the time that we uh, record next week, if the tournament hasn't already started, uh, we'll be able to give you a little bit more insight into uh, the courses that they're using and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they'll list it once it once it comes on, um, uh, once it lists up in, in UDIS. I'm trying to look on the Disc Golf Pro Tour website, and I haven't found it, but it's kind of hard to hunt things down and talk at the same time. So I'm sure it's on there, but yeah i would hope i would hope that they're going to mix it up a little bit they normally do especially getting the fpo rounds in as well you know trying to mix it up so you're different places on different days and and still get um get full rounds in but yeah should be should be good Are do you uh anything else you want to cover before we we get into picks on on this one
1: uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, big names are coming out. There's going to be a larger, uh, amount of pros. It's going to be a lot of the names that we've grown to love and, uh, both MPO and, uh, FPO. So I'm really excited to see, uh, all of the, the top tier of our women come back out and play too. I I'm, I'm excited.
0: Definitely. No, that'll, that'll be great. Being, getting to see uh, Paige and Katrina and Jennifer Allen, Paige Schu. You know, there's some there's some big time names that are going to be out there. We should be able to see some great competition. So for sure. And then same thing on on the MPO side. You know, we get we get Paul McBeth and we get Eagle McMahon and R- Ricky Wysocki will be out there. To see how he, how he's doing. Um, Chris Dickerson, Calvin Heimberg, Simon Lazat, Kevin Jones, LaVisca, James Conrad, Emerson Keith. I'm just going by rating yeah. right now. You know, and there's Philo, yep, right top there. ten. <laughs> Just like you said. <laughs> Jeremy Colling, Drew Gibson, Greg Barsby, Andrew Presnell, Nicola Castro, Austin Hannum, Paul Uliberry, Chris Clemens, Eric Oakley. I mean, this is a great field. I mean this this is really a, another one of the things we talked about this in past years, but the winner could come from anywhere uh in, in this tournament. There's so many good players that can have hot rounds and uh and get it done. Oh, hundred so. percent. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah, I, yeah, I didn't all get right. into it. You
0: want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh
1: why don't you go first and we'll start and third and work up to first?
0: Okay, we'll do MPO first. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, man, I probably should have thought about this beforehand, huh? That would have been a good I, idea. I mean I can go. I'm ready. I am, Okay, you go first and then I will uh will I'll go um,
1: after. I, I assume there might be a little bit of rust, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Eagle in third.
0: Okay i am going to take yeah i'm gonna do the same i'm gonna take simon lazat in third. all right
1: well i'm gonna take simon in second
0: all right and i'm going eagle in second (laughs) so it's gonna be
1: basically be based on which one of them finishes ahead of each other because i'm assuming we're both going paul at one
0: how can he not pick paul i mean he won the won the glass blown open last year and uh he, he's gotta be we're we're given a little bit of we didn't neither of us picked ricky it'll be interesting to see where he he's falls. looking healthy he's, he's looking well healthier than tournament. he
1: has in a long long time so that's good but yeah you gotta pick paul
0: yeah yeah i'm going paul Macbeth as well and yeah but uh, who knows ricky could play really well he's played well in this tournament in the oh, past yeah. could be that there you could also see kevin jones compete uh he, there's there's uh he's been playing well and he could absolutely see him up near the top yeah, so well, and you could see, can, like, see Chris Clemens, you
1: could see some of the, you know, the DD people who played there maybe a little bit more than others. Um, I think we overshadow, like, the fourth player in rating is Chris Dickerson. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a weekend warrior. He's playing all the time. Emerson Keith, same thing. Like, there's a lot of names that could do work, you know. Maybe Drew Gibson is like, you know what? I can be a better putter, and he gets out and, and crushes. Like, we'll, we'll Yeah, find that's out. true. Or maybe he or just parks Oakley. the holes and doesn't right, have to worry right. about it. But yeah, I think there's a I lot mean, of great players out isn't there. Isn't
0: that what he said when he was interviewed uh, earlier this year? Yeah. He, was, he was basically like, well, when I park the holes, it, it works out pretty well. And you're like, yep, yep. I know I that don't feeling. I have to make
1: <laughs> long putts like uh, Ricky does because I'm on the bullseye always. <laughs> yeah.
0: Those are, those are always bad disc golf days where you just the, your putter is lost and you know if you don't absolutely park it, you're... You know, put it within ten feet, you're you're probably gonna struggle. Those are those are hard times. Yeah. That's never never a good feeling. So all right. So ladies, let's get on to the FPO. Um I guess since you went first last time, I'll go first on okay, this one. That works. I'm doing uh I'll take Paige shoe in uh in third place. Okay.
1: Well just just to mix it up, I'll take Katrina Allen in third.
0: Okay. And I'm gonna take Katrina Allen in and second. And I'm gonna take
1: Paige shoe in second. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're such, we such. It's losers. the start of the year, all right. We don't know where anybody is yet.
1: We might see. Yep. And here's the thing: obviously, we're both taking Page Pierce. Like we can just move yes. right past yeah. that. um Here's the thing, too. You, I took. Did you take Eagle in second or Simon in second?
0: I took Eagle in second. I took Simon in third. Okay you took Simon. I second. did
1: and now i'm rethinking it but that, it is what it is uh <laughs> just remember eagle is known to come out the gates doing work granted the season already started and he didn't win right away but he was up there and yep. uh
0: yeah and th- these are the style of courses that he can get after totally too, so. so
1: we'll see and there could be um you know, I guess it's two years ago now that KJ started to rise. Like, there's definitely room for, you know, there could there could be some pros that we don't know very well that have just been doing nothing but practicing during all this time and are going to come out mm-hmm. guns blazing. So, um, and
0: ones that we think are awesome that could have some you Totally. So, you so never I'm know. Ex- I'm excited,
1: yeah. you know, to find that all out and and see how it goes,
0: see where everybody is. Yeah. But I mean guys like Paul and you know Paul has been working in practice. Oh yeah. There's no there's no way he could do anything else but that he's you always working. That guy is always oh, working. Oh yeah, what did he so, have?
1: Didn't he just have like Oh, he had like his wisdom teeth taken out and then was like playing the next day or the same day or something crazy.
0: Yeah. Of course. That's Paul. Yeah. yeah. What and then here you are laid up in bed, forcing us to, to record on Saturday morning. What the hell, Joe? Um, Why can't I you didn't, be more like Paul? Nothing.
1: There was no surgery in my mouth. I'll just leave it there. My <laughs> mouth, My mouth. I didn't get any teeth pulled or anything. I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, oh, man. And I didn't necessarily have anything removed. Anyways. Uh, cool. No, I'm excited. I'm super excited. I love Glassblown. I love Emporia courses. Uh, it'll be cool to see how they kind of mix it up um hopefully have some great live coverage um yeah yeah we'll see like i said we might record before it starts we might record the first day it starts i don't know but we'll have a lot more information next week
0: yeah i imagine we'll record on on thursday night yeah. again like we normally do get back on our regular schedule so i For would sure. imagine and i think that would mean that it it will have started but yeah we'll yeah. see Whatever. Whatever. All right. So, yeah, June 26th, which is Friday. Which is Friday. So we we actually will get an episode in before it actually starts. Okay. And we'll
1: reiterate our picks and hopefully remember them and say them correctly next week.
0: Yes. (laughs) Next week. (laughs) I I guess we didn't realize we could have. But, you know, there's always a chance it doesn't get out in time. So so we'll... We'll do that. All right. Are you ready to uh, do our world-famous deer review?
1: I'm always ready for our world-famous deer review.
0: All right. It is time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have two discs. So I actually just said it wrong just then. But it is, we've got the <laughs> we, Innova Fox. Where we bat, take a discs. Where we take a discs <laughs> and We take a beer. Which is normally beers also, so we could just say discs and beers, um, but whatever. Yeah. And we also have the the Innova Wombat 3. These are both five-speed, six-glide, minus-one-turn, and zero-fade. Uh, these were sent to us by Jason B., and he also sent us the beer to pair it with, which is Bat Squatch Hazy India Pale Ale, which is 6.7% alcohol by Rogue Brewing Company. So uh, this one's good, and... I. For once we got a nice deer pairing again where we have, you know, these bat based discs and uh the bat squatch IPA. So though a wombat isn't a bat, right? A wombat's like a like a it's little a, rodent. It's a
1: marsupial, thing. I believe.
0: Ah. Got it. So It just but there's bat in it so basically the reason that we have these two discs at the same time one jason b sent us both of them they are extremely similar the main difference between the two of them is that the wombat has a bead on it and since it's a a three series as you know with innova the three means it's going to have a flat top so any of those you know t-bird three all those sorts of things it means it's a flatter topped version of that disc so um, a little bit of bead on it the one that we have is a glow dx uh wombat and then the fox bat is star and it is beadless so that honestly they're they're kind of a little bit sharp-nosed mid-ranges um i i would honestly say a little bit slower than than five speed yeah, and maybe the minus the minus one might be a little too uh it's definitely a bit more understable than that most of the time. These discs are what I would consider to be ideal beginner mid-ranges where you're just learning how to how to bump up in speed. They're pretty understable, got good glide, um, but when you put a lot of power on them, they are going to turn a yeah. lot.
1: And, and uh, good glide, but I, I will refute the 6-glide as well if we're talking numbers. Um, I don't know. It, maybe not. I just... I can't throw disc like this. I'll be totally honest. I'll be open. Um, the same thing we talked about the Comet. The reason the Comet didn't stay in my bag, like because they're that beginner, because they have a lot of turn, like for sure uh, a form check disc, which you've heard us say a ton with good form, you can for sure crush this thing. I don't have that form. I don't have the ability to slow down enough to throw it really well. I've lost somehow in the last like year and a half the ability to throw well with the fan grip. <laughs> this is all foreign to me <laughs> at this point.
0: So what Joe is saying right now is that you're probably not going to be able to check off feels good in the hand on the uh, disc review uh, bingo card. That's, uh, you're not, you're not going to give us that one, huh? Uh,
1: I mean, it doesn't feel bad. I just, uh, I, <laughs> I can't throw it. Like it feels better than a comet feels in the hand. I just so yeah.
0: I I should say that to, from our our throws, um the uh, the Wombat three was more overstable than the Foxbat. Yes. Which makes sense with the bead on there, um and it being a nice flatter topped disc. I was able to get better throws personally with the DX Wombat three versus the star foxbat. Um and really honestly, I was throwing fan grip. That's how I got the best shots with this, and I could get very straight and then have it turn over uh, towards the end of the flight. Didn't really get any fade on any throw with this disc uh, at all, unless thrown very lightly. Um, so really, I, I was treating it like I would a putter. I, I was gu- using a fan grip, trying to throw nice, controlled, hyzer flip, straight-type shots with it, and have it just uh, carry a straight line and then finish right at the end on, on each of those shots. Which is a, a valuable line for someone learning how to uh, throw a hyzer flip with lower speed discs, uh, and and learning how to how to jump up. So I think these would make a great like first disc. Like you could put it in the in that category of of something along those lines. I think there are probably better options, but the other thing I want to say is. I would like to. I feel like I need to throw a champion wombat three or something like yeah, that because totally. I feel like like I could put more power on a star wombat three or a champion wombat three and a, a max weight one at that because well, I guess this DX one is one seventy six grams penned on it so that's not that's not terrible but I think that I think that a a a champion wombat three would probably actually be pretty nice and put a bit more power on it and not have it have it turn over quite like these did um the fox bat was very understable I had difficulty getting a great shot with with the fox bat even with the the fan grip uh I still had it turn over quite a few times uh, the, also the flashing at the base of it was was a little rough um right at the at the bottom of the rim so that that was a little tough it's got a very narrow rim. It, so it's it's tough for me to to power grip really well. It'd be like a modified fan at best is what I was able to do with it. So, But basically, with these two discs, it comes down to do you want a bead or not? Uh, normally, I would side on the beadless side, but it, in this case, I, I like the Wombat 3 more.
1: Right, and I would say too, aside from just like the beginner piece, um, we just talked about Majestic and how Conrad and Kale can throw beautiful... Floaty turnovers, this could get there uh, probably more in the yeah, that champ wombat three with some power. You probably can have that nice, or maybe some power and a tiny bit of annie and have a nice, slow turning right, uh, gliding to the right disc that's going to hold it the whole time. Um, but that's kind of the world that that lives in. Um, we did put it up against uh, our so it fits in the understable mid range category. Um, although. Mm-hmm. I think Rob and I both think it's kind of a tweener. Like he already said, um, there were more kind of putter lines that he was thinking about with it than, than mid range lines. Like it just didn't go that far and, and partially due to the understability, but I I just don't think it had that much speed or glide as it it says it did. Um, Mm -hmm. But so against the Comet, it's uh, nothing close. Like the Comet, will go yeah. forever past it it's still that same touchy world where i still um will have trouble throwing it but i know you know even with my poor form and speed control i'd get the comet out further
0: yeah and we also threw uh claymores and just the difference in 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 how far a Claymore goes comparatively and the the pure straight laser beam line. It was really hard for me to get a laser beam with these discs unless I was, you know, uh, fan grip and powering down a little bit and focusing on control. I could get it. But the, the Claymore, we were able to just rip them hard, have them go 35, 40 feet farther and hold, do that on a straight, no fade, no turn yeah. line. So... That was the other disc we threw at the same time. But I think that was those. It's not really fair to compare those ones necessarily because I do think this is more like a 4.5 speed, something along those lines, like verging on that putter world. So. It's it's a tough disc to compare to other things that are out there because there's not it's it's not a ton of of them out there to begin with and most people kind of skip over that range. You've got your three two or three speed putter and then people jump to your five six speed mid ranges and uh, and go from there. So yeah. well, five speed right, well, mid ranges and they call this five speed, yeah. but I, yeah, I think I think it's yeah. slower, slower, more understable. Uh, great beginner disc is my uh, my yeah. thoughts on. this. All right, well one.
1: let's talk about the beer and then we can do our kind of wrap up uh so we like we said uh the the beer was sent to us which is awesome um and to be totally honest and transparent we have sat on this beer probably longer than we should have with that said it tastes great yeah it tastes great it's a tropical hazy ipa like you can get the citrus you can get the pineapple um maybe a little syrupy but not in a bad way like in yeah, not bad.
0: And it's not overly no, bitter. Not at all. Uh, but it, it, the tropical, uh, you know, fruity citrus flavor is what really comes through for the most part. Um, and it's pretty smooth, not overly bitter, a little bit dry on the finish. Um, and you're right, I think that does have to do with kind of that malty, syrupy type, yeah. type feel Which, to it. Which, once again, um, could be that
1: we sat on it for a little bit longer totally than we should have, but it's still been. A, yeah. a pretty fantastic beer. Nice and cold at a 6'7, kind of got that juice. Along with the hazy IPA style going, um, I, I I enjoy it for sure.
0: Yeah, it says 54 IBUs, so that's uh, that's decent, not not bad at all. I like it. I like what Rogue has done on the on the can here with their. Graphics. Oh yeah, the art is fantastic. They have like a, a, the the art is fantastic, and then they also have you know their descriptions on it showing you what type of beer it is. I mean, I think that's really helpful for a lot of people that are looking for for flavors that they want and don't necessarily know a ton about the, the different type of hops and, and things like that. They just, you know, they've got this star on here that says tropical, malt, uh, citrus, bitter, and pine, and it's showing the scales of them in each one of them. And it says there's no malt. We both taste malt, which I think is probably just because we we had it hanging around for a couple of months. Now, I kept it cold the whole time. Right. but. I'm guessing that yeah that this is one of those ones. This style of beer needs to be drank fresh. Yeah, totally, and I agree with that. But no, I we, think
1: it's a fantastic, fantastic beer. Yeah, um, I've yeah. seen it around it, before, and so. I've never picked it up. I, I'm I will for sure uh, pick this up here and there going forward. Uh, it is, I think, at that six seven uh, for for my world, that is a very nice like coarse beer. It's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink two of them and like start getting woozy um <laughs> it'll be nice and and i will say we talked about it before uh but joey uh pseudo one of our moderators sent us the brewmate uh little can holder things mm-hmm. that would keep this thing ice cold in the 12 ounce can forever uh i i would very much enjoy that at the end of a round or during a yeah, round definitely or the middle of a round or before we start the round
0: the can also tells us what we could pair this with, and it says white cheddar, grilled salmon, and strawberry shortcake.
1: What a weird...
0: I know. Isn't that
1: the... <laughs> So weird. I like white cheddar. First of all... But that's just like a really like, weird uh, three things that I'm like, but there's not similar... I don't know. I'm not a chef. And like s- strawberry shortcake. Like, How do you what? go from white cheddar I'm, to strawberry I'm... shortcake? Like, I don't get it. But Cool. <laughs>
0: And I'm sitting down having strawberry shortcake, and I'm like, "Oh man, I gotta." I mean, go I guess a tropical beer right probably <laughs>
1: makes more sense with strawberry shortcake to me than a tropical fruity beer and white cheddar, but whatever.
0: <laughs> sure, why not? And like, I'm just gonna sit down. I actually would do this, but just sit down and like just eat a hunk of white cheddar. Oh, I
1: for sure would do. That. I buy like the, <laughs> I buy like the packs of like Tillamook cheese that are like little oh, individual yeah. hunks of of white cheddar. I put those in my son's lunch. Yeah. When I'm hungry, I started snack- making
0: fun of it, and and then I realized I would absolutely just get down on some cheese yeah, for no yeah, you're reason. Yeah, no, tripping. It's- <laughs> uh,
1: but no, so I think we can go ahead and say the the beer is in with yep. the disc. Um, common is what we compared it to, but as we were talking, I think it's more uh, in the putter world, like the neutral putter world, than it is the understable mid world almost for the shots you'd use mm-hmm. it for. And I know without a doubt, I would, I would continue using my lucid judge all day, every day for these yes. type of throws for the slow turnovers, for the laser beam straight, all that like mm-hmm. is lucid judge all day.
0: Yep. I totally agree. I would, every shot I threw at this, I was like, well, I'd much rather do that with my roach. roach. I, I just, I, I could get it to that same distance with better control and, uh, and have it be right in the same spot. So, yeah, it'd be no problem. All right, so beer's in, no to the disc. And the disc so isn't we're, taking...
1: We're t- obviously, it's not taking our putter spot, and obviously, it's not taking the Comet spot. So, it's it's not going in the DGP bag. It's just going on the shelf, but i was happy we got to check it out. I know people have been talking it up. I know Garrett Gerthy has a signature uh, Wombat 3, so... There's people who like it. It's yeah. just not for us.
0: Yeah, I would like to check it out in in a, a higher plastic. I'll I'll think I would like to reserve my full judgment of it. It'd be good, but at some point I think throwing that disc, a wombat three might in those plastics might just be a pure laser beam, uh, and nice turnover type type shot and really get to utilize that glide yeah. rather than a, a, a DX one. So I feel like there's potential there. And if you're looking for if you're a beginning player and you're looking for an understable mid range, I, I think checking out a, a, a wombat three would be a good idea. So
1: yeah, I'd say if you have a friend who collects discs and has them sitting around, like grab them from them. I don't know that I'd say go go pick one up, <laughs> but to each his own or her own. Yeah. Uh, so that's right. that's two out of four. That Correct. is uh the percent chance that AJ Risley hits the golf green
0: oh in the in the first, in the first, nine, first 9 holes hole of, the...
1: of uh <laughs> challenge at Goat Hill.
0: Oh, poor AJ. It's
1: bad luck. Like he was crushing discs. He looked good. It just was like bad like worst possible luck. Um yeah, it hurt hurt my feelings, but he's a positive dude. He rolled through it fine and uh, you know, he he's doing just fine.
0: All right. Well, that's all we got for you on this episode of The Disc Golf Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Disc Podcast. We do pre-show recordings every single week. If you love the show, you will also love them uh, and uh, help support the show, keep us in good audio equipment and and pumping out shows. So please check that out. You can also check out our Slack group and go to our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. There's a join Slack link right there on the website, Uh, join the best disc golf chat group in the whole world uh you can talk to us have a great time and uh, tons of channels for all your different interests so it's not just disc golf there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on there every single day so check that out again it's throw stuff at and uh there's a join slack link in that main navigation ready to go uh throw five stars on the on apple podcast leave a nice review helps people find the show we appreciate seeing them as well and uh It's it's good stuff. So check it out. We will catch you guys next week, right before the Dynamic Disc Open launches, and uh, start talking about live disc golf coming back. Should be great. All right, take care, everybody, and get out there this weekend and throw
2: stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless, but those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you got to lay it up And not outrun an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's in the B's Sometimes you got to say, hey I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say, hey, I hit some metal And then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me. It's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you. What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then... I'm on a hug. You.